0: Welcome to the Impact on the Crown podcast series. I'm Tia Sammalahti, CEO of whatimpact.com, a tech for good company with the mission to become the LinkedIn of CSR. In this podcast series, we'll dig deeper into what it takes to make an impactful change in our society. I'll give a voice to charities, social enterprises, companies, makers, individuals and government officials who all have one thing in common they are keen to make a difference. We dive into practical solutions and observe the dynamics of those who have resources to give and those working with the beneficiaries on the ground. Let's start making an impact together. Hello, everyone. Uh, today's theme is workplace experience. And uh, I have here a workplace experience innovator, Hugo, from Startup Sharepass. Uh, today to uh, chat with me. Hello Hugo, Uh, lovely to have you here.
1: Hello, lovely to be here. Thank you for inviting me.
0: No problem, Uh, pleasure is mine. Um, Could you tell about Startup Sherpas? What what does your organisation do?
1: So Startup Sherpas offers paid work experience programmes to teenagers and that draws them into programme. It turns out that because teenagers love cash, that brings them into our world where we can actually show them a lot of experiences to teach them how to bring their ideas to life through both the paid work experience program and our startup program, 16 by 16.
0: That seems quite an innovation. I thought that all work experiences are just like free, uh, you know, and and nobody would ever pay for that. Uh, So um, how did you kind of make this work?
1: so we run our work experience programs um, through our platform and through that platform the teenagers come and they collect their missions to do each day and those missions are audited and they actually put their work back onto the platform they upload the work that they've done and that allows us to be providing real value to our partner organizations So we're able to create insights reports, we're able to support them in their early talent pipelines, as well as the social impact element of our work. And so that means that corporates pay us and it allows us to pay the teenagers.
0: Okay, that's cool. So they really must deliver value then. So what are these assignments then? What are are they actually delivering?
1: So one of our recent assignments uh, was on cybersecurity where um, the teenagers were actually working with the UK tax office. And that was uh, done in partnership with Accenture. So it was actually part of a social value contract. And through that work, the teenagers were looking at how they could reduce tax fraud. And so a subject that you wouldn't normally expect teenagers to be interested in. But through that project, they came up with a thousand ideas related to the reduction of tax fraud which teenagers, it turns out, are really interested in because they're used to being scammed online. So it's a very similar world where they're interested in the kind of cybersecurity elements of that. And through that six-week project, they're doing 24 hours of work. And in the end, they had 10 different ideas that they selected as their best ideas to give back to the team at HMRC. And most interestingly, 17 of those students actually wanted jobs there and wanted to go on and pursue a career looking at both tax and cybersecurity, which was really important.
0: Well, that's just amazing. I'm just uh, stunned. I want to hear more about these case studies, but firstly, let's discuss uh, about workplace experience in, in, in general. Uh, you know, we, we've we been, uh, at, at what impact, asked a lot by companies uh, kind of that how, how could they Uh, find opportunities for uh, workplace experiences Uh, and um, uh, companies are looking to cater young people but then they would like to kind of be more inclusive and find young people who might not be easily you know kind of uh, given these opportunities they might not have contacts maybe there are some disabilities learning uh, uh, learning disabilities when when kind of um, uh, some young people are totally left out Actually, um, uh, we were just doing some research on the topic, and I believe there are uh, lots of young people who don't get any uh, experiences, and uh, they are not offered any opportunities. So a lot of this kind of a mismatch is going on on the work experience market, and um, I guess they are like work shadowing. You go somewhere to visit one day or a couple of days, or if you're lucky, you get get to be somewhere for two weeks and kind of do something. But this is the current kind of main state of, of this uh, business. What's, what are the challenges and what how should this kind of a scenario be improved so everybody would have an opportunity and especially these uh, groups that don't have any uh, extra support in the future even for, uh, in the labor market?
1: So you're absolutely right. We see that um, when we speak to young people, they often say there are no opportunities available to them. And when we speak to businesses, we say that there's no talent available to them. So these two things can't both be true, right? There can't be a lack of talent and a lack of opportunity at the same time. It's just a signal of that mismatch. Mm. So first of all, work experience is currently being done for free in schools in one week of the year. And that is being done for logistical reasons because of the challenges that schools have. So trying to organize the volume of students to move out of the safeguarded environment of the school grounds into workplace environments is a very, very laborious activity. It then adds risk to any business who's trying to take a young person into their business. They're worried about the safeguarding of that student. They're worried about the health and safety impact of that student. And then there's a load on that organization to have some work experience for this young person to have done. In schools, we don't teach young people how to act in the workplace. So for example, the whole way through school, you're told to follow the rules. You are essentially put in a large cage, that's called school grounds, essentially a cage, right? You're locked in and you're told that you must not break the rules, otherwise there'll be a consequence. And you go into a workplace where you want people to show initiative. You want people to actually go and speak to other colleagues to, to go and get information. You want them to act in an entirely different way to the way they've acted in school because that's what we've taught them so you're doing this at a time when everyone else is also doing this in this same week of work experience usually in year 10 and that means that the careers leaders in schools have one of the worst jobs in the world trying to get this organized and that a lot of organizations will tell us that they are doing work experience programs right they're ticking the box the way that work experience is being measured in terms of value, I think, is one of the issues that we, we have to really ask ourselves, you know, what is the benefit of someone coming and making a cup of tea in your office for a week? Because the work shadowing experiences that students report to us, they're not giving the students confidence. They're, they're not giving the students an understanding of the industry or the industry dynamics. And they're not really recognizing that young person as having value. And so it's unpaid, right? The value exchange is, I will let you come and see what my work is like, and that is the value I'm giving to you. What we see is the young people are at their peak creativity. And if you actually want to bring new insights into your business and future-proof your business, you have the opportunity to work with them in a meaningful way. And that is best done through a platform where you can de-risk it for yourselves both logistically by not having them immediately on site but also by working with lots of young people at the same time because some young people won't get it they'll just be saying really weird things and not making any sense and others will be absolutely astounding at getting it and so we think that partly the requirements of the Gatsby benchmarks That they place on schools for this kind of physical element of work experience and a site visit drives a behavior from schools that says they need this physical work experience that an experience of the workplace is important for them to understand that they can go in and do this work and i think there's real truth in that there's real truth that teenagers should go and experience the physical location of work but i think only once you've qualified them as being someone who may actually want to go and work there. And so by offering a virtual experience to them where the student gets paid and actually gets the experience of what work is, is that I will do something that provides value and then I will get money for that thing that I provided value for is a true experience of work. You know, They have to learn that there are deadlines, that they have to be a part of the team. They have to learn that there is boring administration activities like paperwork to do. We have to get them to complete um, all of the paperwork for being able to work for us and get paid. They have to provide their bank details. You know, 82% of the students, when asked for the name on their bank account, will give us their bank's name, not their own name, because they've never provided their bank details before. And so, you know, what we're seeing is that once they've done that, we can then go and give our partner organizations a list of students who actually want to go and work in their industry, right? So they might want to go and work in cyber or they might want to go and work in green jobs. And because of that, then it's really valuable to bring them into your workplace and meet your team because when you talk to that young person, they'll be able to take part and actually have a conversation with you and take part in work that's actually meaningful work because they've already started that journey. And I think that's one of the things that's really missing in the current system.
0: Yeah, makes all uh, a tremendous amount of sense. And I, I guess it's not only workplace experience what you're offering, but it's almost like employment experience. <laughs> it's a mini employment. And 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 I, I truly understand um, you know, the fact that there might be uh, students who don't even have a bank account, that yeah. they have to actually set it up. Uh, for for the employment which is a good thing of course but uh, and also this equal opportunity that that you have like quite big groups how many are there usually in the case
1: so we recruit into a squad usually 100 teenagers into one of our squads and so the focus of that recruitment is on diversity and interestingly actually my co-founder Kathy has coined a new diversity term which is raise your hand diversity what we saw when we were going into schools was that a lot of the corporate programs are achieving diversity metrics but if you look at the students that they're all on their programs what you have is a subset of diverse students who all raise their hand so each student will be on five to ten programs but then all of the other students are not on any programs (laughs) what we found is that it turns out teenagers love cash And that when you pay them cash, you get to students who wouldn't normally raise their hand because they come onto our programs really just to mug us off, right? They just want some cash for an easy job. And what they discover is they discover they've got ideas, that their ideas are valuable, that they have confidence in expressing their ideas. And actually we see 25% of the students on our work experience programs want to go onto our startup programs to explore their own ideas because they realize they're valuable
0: that's just uh, amazing you know there are so so many like uh, like you said that you you go and make some tea in some office and you know you hang around and you see what's happening but it doesn't really uh, give you ideas for your own future and you don't still understand what the people are are doing and i can see definitely value for uh, like you said like certain industries that might not be instantly appealing to teenagers they don't think about that they want to work with tax Maybe cybersecurity or something they they are not even thinking about or insurance um, uh, or something like that. But then they can realize that those industries have like so interesting tasks and uh, problems to solve, and and that their ideas count. Um, that's yeah, I totally get the power, power of this. So how, uh, startup us how do you kind of like? Find these young people are they all coming from the same school or do you combine a lot of different schools or how does it go how do you form this 100 people squad
1: so we recruit based as I said on diversity so we focus on every aspect of diversity from students heritage neurodiversity gender and identity and one of the things we found was that for us For us, diversity is about getting the best results from the squad in terms of the work that they're doing. And that works best when they're able to meet people who have real differences to them. So one of our squads recently had a student from Orkney and Brighton on the same squad. And on most of the factors of diversity, they were the same, right? You'd have kind of been able to use the stats to see that they were very similar. And they both lived by a beach. But their experiences of living by the beach and ostensibly being so similar, that geographical difference meant that their life experience was so different. But also that they had a bond, that they both lived by a beach, which made a friendship. And so that when we're looking across that kind of group, what we're trying to do is make sure that no one knows each other before they get there. Because one of the things we've seen is when we just work with one school and one group of students, We translate the school experience into our programme. When everyone's new, what they actually have is an opportunity to be a new version of themselves. So when we're working with students who may be about to be excluded, which is actually one of our best groups of students, they usually perform exceptionally well. They often come out as being exceptional students because they're not who they are at school. They've already been labelled at school often because they had a send issue that wasn't dealt with properly, or another behavioral issue that just hasn't been dealt with properly. And they go into that cycle of the labeling, reinforcing behavior, but also because it gives them an opportunity to do this work on their own time, at their own schedule, in their own space, in their own way. And that's an opposite experience to school. And so what we're seeing across all of our programs is that we're seeing amazing results with seven students who find the structure of our program really benefits them. We're finding that students who don't do well in school really work well on our program. And we're finding that really all of the other diversity metrics are almost irrelevant to how they perform. So things like um, whether they're on preschool meals or not is entirely irrelevant to whether a student's going to perform well or not. What is relevant is if a student's on free school meals, they're getting paid for that work experience. And about a third of our students are actually giving some of the money they're earning back to their families. One of our challenges to society is why we're accepting free work experience from young people in the middle of a cost of living crisis, in a country where we have reports from uh, I think yesterday, I saw on the BBC that the founder of the Bank of Dave is having to give loans to parents who are having to buy baby milk and get a loan for it. And when we're in that world, we're then saying to young people, come and do this work experience, making a cup of tea for free for a week. And that's not acceptable. We really do see that there are serious challenges in this kind of workspace experience that we do need to change. You know, that is not providing value to young people in terms of giving them confidence is not providing value in terms of giving them any economic power and it's not providing value in terms of really showing them what work is.
0: Yeah yeah you're absolutely right and uh, it's not actually so long ago um, when I started uh, What Impact um, 2017 it wasn't uncommon that even graduates were were asked to come as an intern for free. It yeah. was legal I, I mean it wasn't illegal at uh, Oh, Sorry, it was illegal, but there were still a lot of uh, companies who were kind of perceived so uh, kind of of wantable and, you know, kind of precious that they, they could choose, you know, the students and they would come there for three or four months and not getting paid. And I was even that time thinking, oh, my goodness, you know, you know, of course, we always paid uh, and uh, about the internship. But that's absolutely true that I haven't even thought about it, that why shouldn't then the 14, 15, 16 year old student, why why wouldn't their time be valuable? And uh, and that's just, uh, you know, you're absolutely right that it's it's, uh, kind of sending the wrong signal uh, in that sense. And also, I guess um, that's why it's not probably being considered paid work because they're not doing anything useful in many cases. You know what I'm saying? That they are taken in Um, as a jester, you know, a favor to a friend or because social value requirement, and you don't really even expect to benefit from this labor or or shadowing or something. And therefore, you know, know, that lack of deliverable, you know, makes it kind of non-paid and not, not necessarily value for money but uh, your type yeah, of concept I actually know,
1: yeah. yeah some of our partners uh, partner organizations run really fantastic work experience programs where they put a huge amount of resources and value into the experience for the young people So, for example the financial times run um the the new school and you know the what they've chosen to do is create it as an experience and so I think that's, I think it's fantastic what they're doing. I don't think it's an experience of work. I think that they've done a really fantastic job of creating experience to expose young people to the industry. I think it gives young people a network and an opportunity to meet that organization and with the potential of jobs. I think some of the outcomes of it are fantastic, but they're not having to do the form filling and the giving the bank details and meeting the deadlines and kind of, and actually in, in that way i think even where there's a really great team doing great work in that space it's still not meeting the requirements of setting students up for success in their future life that you get by simply paying them right there's there's so much about that relationship change when you pay them yeah that certainly you are valuing them and you know one of the things we see from the young people is when they start on our program the first question they ask us is this a scam
0: yeah (laughs) they can't
1: comprehend anyone paying them for their ideas yeah six weeks later the biggest question they ask us is who owns the ip for my idea yeah and in six weeks they go from there's no value in my idea so this must be a scam otherwise why would you be paying us through to thinking about the intellectual property rights for their own idea which is in itself a sophistication leap from where they started. Yes, but absolutely.
0: Yeah. knowing their own, own value and, and um, being proud of themselves because they have yeah. actually delivered something
1: valuable. Yeah, exactly. and that's so, it. So we're able to actually measure that because we can link the increase in their confidence across the um, universal skills framework. So the, the wage premium that they'll get from the increase in their confidence and actually, we're able to calculate the financial return on the, the social impact that's being made. So, we're able to put a money figure on it as well for each of our cohorts through simply that in, increasing confidence.
0: So, how, if now an organization, a, a company, or any other type of an organization wishes to do this, um, you know, they contact you, your social enterprise. Yeah. You have the social. Yeah. Mission, yeah? yeah. And um, so, what kind of a uh, kind of models do you have to work? Is it always hundred uh, young people, or are there different size of groups and a little bit different type of assignments?
1: Yeah, so we we always run our groups as groups of a hundred teenagers or more against the question, but now we're starting to look at specific industries. Uh, so, cyber is one of them. Also, green jobs is another one, and sustainability, where we're running students from multiple funding partners in the same groups so that when we're looking at the social value aspect of contracts, we can match match the investment from a contract and be able to fund students through a program that we already have in flight. So we're making that model flexible so that we can try and maximize the number of contracts that we can be a part of um, so that more and more organizations can partner with us through the social value elements of any contract and bid that they're working on.
0: Okay, cool. So uh, startupsharebars.org is the website, yeah? Yes. yes. All right. And uh, yeah, uh, let's hope that um, this conversation, uh, you know, raises uh, new, like, interest and brings you uh, new companies because it sounds amazing. And and uh, harnessing technology for this kind of um, good is very important. And, you know, it is, there is, like, Pretty much nothing that doesn't include technology nowadays and and young people especially are so kind of inherently talented in in that that you know that also makes the engagement with them easier because they feel like at home (laughs) using technology so well done well done Hugo and and your team thank you for this chat and uh, uh let's be in touch